Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. Story number one, Camp Omega, written by For Use at Works. Corporal Tia Wilson realized that she was in the dreamscape fugue of post-hibernation. It was like a lucid dream that one could not will oneself to wake from. Sometimes this part of coming out of the medically induced state was a never-ending night terror, especially if it was rushed for an emergency deployment. It was just the price one paid for barely aging while traveling the vast expanses between star systems. This, however, was not one of those torturous dreams. This was the easy, drowsy awakening of a technician deliberately and gently making the process as pleasant as possible. She could think fuzzy thoughts. She could fly in her mind if she wanted. Instead, she imagined herself in a soft mattress in a cool room wrapped in a soft, warm blanket. She floated in a gentle warmth and comfort of a moment of indeterminable length of time. She was warm and dry. She was not hungry or thirsty. She was not in danger and no one could hurt her. A vague memory like a snapshot in time could be. A feeling encompassed her. She was tiny and asleep in her father's bare chest. He was reclined in a chair and there was a screen flickering just out of sight and muted audio murmured in the background. She was in the safest place in the world. Nothing good lasts forever though. Her mind cleared and the light and sound gradually intruded into her awareness. She opened her eyes. They were dry and light hurt. Her voice cracked as she started to speak. Drink this, said a resonant voice as she felt a metal cup pressed into her hands. Her eyes focused on the form of the Ancipteran, sitting beside her midmate bed in a tall chair. She did not recognize this one. It wore no insignia of rank. It appeared in civilian clothes, a bit different than the last time she saw one when she was under Eve. She sipped the cool water from the stainless steel straw. The Ancipteran waited patiently silent. What are my orders? asked Corporal Wilson, her voice still cracking a bit. You have no orders, and a subterrane. I don't understand, said Corporal Wilson. Why have I been taken out of hibernation? The war is over. We have won, stated the Anisopterin. Corporal Wilson sat up in the bed. She didn't speak. Her mind reeled. She couldn't really remember a time when she wasn't at war or a time when she was not a soldier. The Anisopterin sat, sad and calm. That pissed Corporal Wilson off. Who are you and where am I? Corporal Wilson demanded. Excellent questions, said the Anisopterin. He continued, I am Odanta, and you are at the place that your people call uh, Camp Omega. Corporal Wilson felt a chill in her gut and alarm sounded in her head. I've never heard of Camp Omega, she growled. In a flash, she had risen from the bed and put her back to the wall, looking for an exit. There were no exits to be found. The room, she noticed, was small. It was maybe just over three by three meters. The walls were seamless and sterile white, and a soft, warm glow emanated from the entirety of the ceiling. 
The Anaceptoran raised both sets of its three-fingered hands and pulled it into vestigial wings into a submissive posture. Peace, it said calmly. You are in no danger. In fact, you have many friends here, it continued. Show display of the common room, the Anaceptoran said, with no one in particular. An image appeared on the wall opposite Corporal Wilson. She saw a large room with tables and chairs and couches. There were humans chatting, humans playing cards while munching on snacks, humans watching what appeared to be a baseball game on a large screen, and humans playing a game together with one large screen. She recognized several faces as soldiers from her own unit and a couple of others from units that she had worked with before. Corporal Wilson was still confused, but relaxed a bit. Though her tone was neutral, she more ordered than asked, Please explain. As I said, the war is over. We won. We won. There is no more fighting to be done, said the Anasopteran. And this is Camp Omega. I don't understand, replied Corporal Wilson. What do you recall of your life before you became a soldier? Asked the Anasopteran. Not much, stonewalled Corporal Wilson. It was a long time ago, she continued. Will you allow me to tell you what I know of your and your people's history since our civilizations met? Asked the Anasopteran. Corporal Wilson nodded. The Anasopteran began a monologue. When we arrived at your homeworld, we were desperate to find refuge from the brutal invasion by the Ukrididae Empire that had devastated my people. Our refuge fleet was all that was left of us. That was 676 years ago. Your planet was in peril. Climate change had driven your economies to ruin, and your societies were cannibalizing themselves. You were among the last born in a time of relative prosperity. Honestly, I don't think your species would have gone extinct, but your civilization was about to enter a dark age where your numbers would be drastically reduced, and much of your technology and cultures would be lost. Your people were numerous and strong compared to us. While civilized, you still had the capacity for violence that my people had long ago moved past. The grand bargain was struck. I don't need a history lesson about my childhood, interrupted Corporal Wilson sharply. The Anasopteran story brought memories of hunger and fear to the forefront of her mind. The Anasopteran stopped and sat silently. The room was still. Corporal Wilson collected herself and banished the memories. Please get to your point, she demanded. The Anasopteran picked up the story like nothing had happened. The grand bargain was struck. We used our advanced technology to stabilize your climate, feed your hungry, and preserve your cultures. In return, your people gave us land to live on and billions of volunteers to be our defenders. We augmented your bodies with both biological and cybernetic enhancements. With your permission, we suppressed the parts of your brain that let you feel empathy. We both augmented and suppressed your senses so that you were both more capable soldiers but also spared from the things like the horrific scent of burning flesh and opened entrails. We remade you into weapons and wielded you to retake our worlds. For that, we are both grateful and ashamed. Philosophers and historians of both of our peoples will likely condemn us, but with your lives we bought them a future in which to do it. An attempt to repay a debt that can never be repaid starts today. This is Camp Omega. It is your new home for as long as you need it to be. 
You'll want for nothing here, though you will find that military discipline and structure is maintained in this area of the camp. You will be surrounded by your fellow soldiers, but there is a mostly human city nearby with a large veteran population. You can visit it whenever you want. When you are ready, you can even decide to live there if you wish. There are also small self-contained dwellings, what your comrades like to call caverns, scattered throughout the nearby mountains if you feel the need for solitude. No matter what though, you can always return here. Because of your modifications, you are nearly 600 years old. You have been awake and fighting for over 200 of those years. We can deactivate or remove your cybernetic augments if you wish. You probably already noticed that your integrated weaponry is locked in safe mode. However, there is no switch that can be flipped to return one's mind to what was before the war. You have seen things that no one should see. You have experienced things that no one should experience. Camp Omega is the place between the worlds of war and peace. We can restore normal aging for you. We can restore your reproductive system. We can help you find a new career or begin formal education. Your life is your own now. With that, the Anisopteran stood and said, Door, and the door stood aside in the formerly blank wall. I'll be just outside when you're ready, said the Anisopteran gently as it disappeared through the door. The door whispered shut behind it. Tia sat on the bed, pulled her knees up and her chest and sobbed until she had no more tears. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one. And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.